Welcome to another episode of Self-Help Shark, and my name is Brett, and today we don't have Morgan. Instead, we have a special guest here with us, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on, Brett. Uh, my name's Mark, um, I'm one of Brett's good friends, and yeah, he just asked me to be on his podcast, so here I am. Excellent. So, um... What we're going to be talking about today is probably we're going to dive into a little bit kind of like what he does and he's uh, marketing. You're a marketer? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a marketing professional, as some people call it. Um, it's kind of a vague term, but it, it encompasses a lot. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk all about that. Yeah. Without the pyramid schemes, right? Yeah. No pyramid schemes. This is like a career path. It's not like... Yeah, if I hire this many people and they start selling this many things, no, it's nothing like that. It's it's like I sit in an, in an office, I have my own cubicle, and I email people all day. Um, but it's a lot more interesting than that. So, All right, and we're going to also be covering his life, not his whole story, but how he lives life as well. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. What we're going to be talking about, because I don't think I have anything, like, special, but yeah, you you, you take the show. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, we're going to start off easy. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how much information you could disclose, but, um, but, like, um, like, with clientele. Sure. Um, so, my company is a marketing services core, uh, company. Basically what they do is they hire people all over the country um, and they assign us to certain clients. So my company, they have clients like Walmart and Target and um, a lot of it's grocery based. So like Safeway and King Supers and um, all, all different kinds of like retail experience um, retail locations and stuff like that. And I've been assigned here in the Denver area. I don't know if you're talking about like how local or if the oh, yeah. audience knows where. Oh we're yeah. 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 Audience knows. Okay. Where at. <clears throat> um, but yeah, here in the Denver area, we assist with a large grocery client and, um, we work in house with them, but my company itself deals with different clients, but, Myself as a uh, employee, I only deal with the one. And if anything, it almost feels like we are inside this. Cl we're we're working inside this client's building, so it's almost like we're their employee, but we're not. Um, but it allows us to have a lot of resources. Um, so what I do as a client services coordinator, uh, I was formerly known as a marketing coordinator. Um, it's a lot of communication. Um, so with the structure of our client, we have our central Denver location, and then they have many retail locations all across the front range in the mountains and all over Colorado. Um, and through that, that corporate office, we work, um, we build out signs, um, radio ads and like sponsor events and certain like Broncos players and stuff like that. 
So it's actually like really cool because we get to I get to talk to a ton of different people on a day to day basis, and every project is different. And I talk to so many different people every day. It's kind of crazy. That is, that sounds really fun. It it is. <laughs> um, it's also very stressful, but it's 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 fun. Um, it's exciting work. Yeah. Um, but you got to deal with a lot of deadlines, and it, it can be stressful. Yeah. So how did you come to the conclusion of being into marketing in general? I mean, I I just kind of landed in this position. Um, I was very fortunate, like straight out of college, I got an internship and I started working for my company. And after the internship ended, they were like, hey, you're awesome. Do you want to be an employee here? Like, we would love to have you. The client loves you. We love you. You could start your career here. I'm like, yeah. And it just happened to be marketing. Because quite honestly, like, I was just looking for any kind of internship to fill the credits for my my school. Um, because that was my last requirement I had to finish. But because where I went to school, it was very remote. I knew I wanted to get experience outside of that area. Um and it turned out to be a great decision. Um, but I mean, I, I always have had like some sort of interest in marketing, um, more specifically like psychology and sociology, um, that kind of stuff has always been interested, interesting to me, but I also knew I wanted to make at least some money doing it. <laughs> no offense, but yeah. um, I know a lot of like psychologists, like counselors and that kind of path. It's not the most lucrative, but I want to be able to have a job where I'm going to be able to support my family. Um, not just like if I have a wife and kids, but like also my mom and my dad, once they reach that ripe age, they want to retire. Like because the way I grew up, I, my families were very close knit. Um, and so we take care of each other. Um, and it goes kind of with my, my heritage. I'm half Filipino and the way Filipinos kind of work is like family's very close. You don't really move away from each other. You kind of move as a unit. That is very, very interesting. And a lot of families are definitely not like that anymore. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of an older, older kind of tradition um definitely not common but i know for a lot of immigrating um families it's still very common like uh, families immigrating from mexico it's their entire family plus their extended family um and they all work to support each other and i think it's like i love that kind of culture like it's it's great um and i don't think I could ever just like cut off my own family personally but I mean every every culture is different and everybody's situation is different um because I, I've just been fortunate enough to be in this kind of life yeah because in a lot of today's society you always see like like one side or the other side getting cut off yeah at some point yeah. because because like a divorce happened or something weird happens and like like and or like or both parents were like not there or something yeah and like the kids were like oh 
Yep, my babysitter was Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, it's like that, or like you could have the totally opposite, where it's like, okay, son, you're 18, I'm kicking you out, get out of my house, find a job, get on with your life. Like, that's a bit extreme, I think, but it's very common. Um, That's how my dad is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with it, it's just, it it poses different challenges for everybody. and it's always good to be understanding of everybody's everybody's own challenges. Yeah. I think. So uh, jumping back to marketing, uh, I know we worked on some marketing stuff mm-hmm. with our old uh, college club we used to run together. Yeah. And yep, yeah, he's definitely really good <laughs> at the and 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 when we were working together, the cool thing that I kind of noticed. Is that you were discussing how like we need this color because it pumps out and it plays with the mind like this. So <laughs> like, how did you get into that that aspect? Um, it, it's kind of funny because I had this discussion with my dad before. Um, he's he's always kind of touted or like he's proud of us that he's proud that he didn't raise me and my brother kind of normally. Um, in terms of we don't typically fall into like the consumer buy, buy, buy to us. Everything is an advertisement. Um, so with my dad, because he was a farmer and he just kind of like saw these things and like, that's just how it is. But growing up with my dad being, it's kind of like anti-consumerist type of thing. It's, it's fascinating because it, it made me aware of everything that's kind of going on, um, but it made me kind of like want to do it because it's like, well, what if I did this? If I changed this, how would it affect people's perception of it? Um, because in marketing and advertising, uh, a big thing, a big lesson that they teach you in college and like working here at my, my company, like perception is reality for customers. Um, and I find that just fascinating because however you're perceived, that's how people are going to actually think. It doesn't matter what a company is doing. If a company looks like they're, you know, killing babies somewhere, (laughs) like nobody's going to think they're a good company, but if a company is doing great things, but secretly they're killing babies, people are going to think they're a great company. (laughs) Like it's, it's interesting. Um, But yeah, it, it goes back to my dad kind of telling us like, you know, everything's an advertisement, including football. <laughs> it, it's all to get you to watch till the next commercial break. But it just interested me because, it, like, how can I control that? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just a little controlling part of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is, like, definitely interesting. And that's what I came to awaken to myself is that I used to buy random stuff. <laughs> and yeah i mean i'm sure we've all done it yeah we all we all had that impulse by like you walk into a store or something and you're just like 50 percent off i need that cookie oh yeah it, it's crazy <laughs> and like with the company that i'm with um it, it just in retail in general you learn a lot about how you can manipulate people into thinking that they're saving money so like you could have a product that's expensive but you price it even higher 
and then you say a few months down the line, 20% off, people are going to think, holy crap, I'm getting 20% off. I could have been paying this, but I'm paying this. I'm going to buy that right away because it seems like I'm saving even though you're paying the same amount of money you would have anywhere else. Um, same with stuff like, I don't know, buy one, get one free, or you need to buy this many items to get this amount of dollars off. Like, it's it's all a game. Um, you just kind of have to be aware of it. But you can also be so aware that you can kind of game the game itself. Yeah. Um, as a marketing person, like, I've learned that you can actually save a lot of money by doing these, like, by playing marketing games with the companies. Um, but you just have to put that time in. And just, you got to be thoughtful about how you do it. So when things go on sale, when it comes to marketing mm -hmm. and things according to that nature, is it still best for the consumer to allow that to dictate how they shop in a store? Like, for example, a customer walks in and they're like, I want chicken. <laughs> I mean, and they see their normal chicken at $15 for like a package of six chicken breasts. And then, and then they see like another brand and be like, six fifty three. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, there are definitely customers like that where they'll look at advertisements and they'll base what they want to buy for their groceries based off of what's in the ad, um, and that's a great way to save money. Um, but there's also people that don't care, like the person that just wants chicken. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have, they're going to pay that. They're going to buy it anyway. So it really doesn't, it, it doesn't matter per se, like about sales so much. Um, because with, I mean, going back to how marketing is, it's, it's about making you kind of feel good about what you're doing. Um, with marketing, you want to, you want your customers to feel good about the money they're spending on you. Um, but if you're going to buy chicken, buy chicken, but buy it from us. Don't buy it from a competitor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so in other words, it's kind of like, kind of like, I, we have this product, we displayed it on the ads and stuff like that. But since we're doing our job like really well, I, I trust, like, we believe that you're going to buy this product more often type of a thing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like an ad for a grocery store every week, you're typically going to see some sort of meat item. You're going to see some sort of produce item. You're going to see some sort of drink item. Um, because they know that every week, everybody's going to need to buy some meat. Unless, of course, you have different diets and that sort of thing. Um, but it's... It is, it's smart to shop using the ads. It just takes time and it's easy to fall into their, into schemes that will like actually not save you money at all. Yeah. Um, like you just have to be kind of aware of it. Like when the stuff you don't need goes on sale. Yeah. Like, like cookies or <laughs> candy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, this isn't a side that I deal with, but in the grocery client that we have like any actually any retail store that you, you go to um you'll be waiting in the in the line to get checked out with the items 
and you're going to see stuff everywhere. The bubble gum. The bubble gum. The little candy Candy bars. (laughs) There's magazines. If you go to like a retail store or like a a clothing shop, there's like little bits and bobbles, like little accessories, earrings and jewelry, like nice and cheap. You aren't going to buy that on your own, but you're there waiting like... Yeah, might as well add it. It's only five dollars. Like, yeah. it's a good way to spend a lot of money. It's impulse buys, and yeah. you gotta be aware of your impulse habits. Oh yeah, they are awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the worst one is when they put Gatorade. Oh, for at you. the stand. Yeah. it's only a dollar. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't need it. it. It's funny because I used to never really care about like anything that was at the register. I would just you know buy my stuff. I don't know if it's like because I'm getting older or because I'm just falling more and more for marketing and like merchandising. Um, like I was standing there buying groceries and I'm looking at the gum and I'm like, I need a pack of gum. Like, wait, Mark, no, you don't. <laughs> Put I don't, that back. I don't chew gum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you just got to be careful. You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. A lot of the times it's just, if you want to make it like really easy for yourself, like at a grocery store, you don't want to get buy like impulse candy and stuff. Like you can go to the self checkout line; they're not going to have a crazy amount of stuff there, not like in the other lines. So I don't know if you're trying to like save money, <laughs> self checkout line. You're going to be safer there from from all the marketing. It's so fast. Yeah, it, you get to go at your own pace, and you don't have to talk to anybody too. It's kind of nice. I also found that limits my buying too, because if I know I'm using self checkout, I can't buy like a thousand items because it won't hold it. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird too, though, because you still see like people with huge shopping carts still go through the self checkout, yeah. and they're like making it a pain in the butt. Yeah. But yet they still don't want to interact with people. So they go through that, and I don't know, maybe it saves them money, because they're not getting those impulse buys. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, I I still have yet to figure that out. Yeah, that's that's kind of a tough one. Yeah, but I I, I like that that you go through the self-checkout, because it saves you time, or like, it puts a limit on you. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, and then I do grocery shopping uh, twice a month. Twice a month? Yeah. Okay. Uh, every paycheck I spend about, I give myself a limit of $40. Mm-hmm. And I have to find something that fits in a $40 budget. <laughs> That's fair. Just be aware. Grocery companies and stuff are aware of that kind of stuff, too. They yeah. know that people get paid on the first of the month. Yeah. They know that they get paid this Friday. Uh, yep. So they're going to like do something special on, like I don't know, whatever Friday they know people are going to get paid. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy how much marketing is out there. You wouldn't think a lot of these things are, but everything, if you, if you're listening right now and just look around your room or look at all the stuff you have, like you bought all of that because of some sort of marketing somehow. Yeah. It's, and especially now in our society with social media, Mm -hmm. like like exploding where every business has to be on like eight to 10 different platforms. Oh yeah. And to even try to like make a drop in the bucket. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy how much social media influence influences people. But it uh, like, I bought something for my cat because I was on Instagram a couple weeks ago. (laughs) 
And, and I didn't need it. The cat didn't need it. But I thought, oh, my God, this looks so cute. They did a great job with this ad. I didn't think that. But I'm like, this would be awesome with my own cat. <laughs> so I bought it because, one, it was convenient. Two, it was, like, in my face. And it was with the rest of my friends on that social media feed. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're just watching a video and you're like, oh, bloat. And then it goes away and then you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's crazy how much social media can influence you to buy something. Yeah. Or just anything. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, like, the, like marketing doesn't even like apply to goods anymore either. Like it also applies to services. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and even people acting dumb ways like the bird box challenge, like. Because that, in a way, when you see other people do that, that's also another way of sense of marketing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. That was... That was a huge marketing that, scheme. That was a huge marketing campaign for... For ALS. It, yeah, ALS. That's what it was. Like, it was specifically for that that uh, nonprofit, and they made so much money off of that. I'm hoping that all all that money went to a good cause. I really, yeah. Because I, I never followed through with like any of where any of that money went. But Yeah, I didn't really like it. Maybe that's something we have to do and we might give you guys a part two and see <laughs> see, see where foundations are putting their money that we give them. Yeah, right. Maybe. It might be good. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> that would be really upset. Yeah, because I know they raised millions. Because like people are like putting down like, I'm donating, donating $20. For the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Well, like... Here we go. Well, they broke records yeah. with that fundraising event that lasted the whole year. And that's the thing. It's all marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. If, if people are, like, looking for something to do, like... I mean... But marketing, even, your, even your marketing can apply to yourself, too. Yeah. Because think about your social media... Think about how you want to be perceived to your friends on social media. Think about how you see you perceive other people and then you compare their online personality to how they actually are in person and it might not line up because they're doing marketing for themselves online. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mar- yeah. It is... It's crazy to think that, like, like it has like it literally does have every con- every control on most people's lives on on how they're going to look, how they're going to perceive, how mm-hmm. like how much people actually care about stuff and yeah from it's not like it's not like where like I was growing up it was like you work hard you get rewarded mm-hmm. which is like now it's like. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it too much now. Yeah, I, I, it's so yeah. it's so weird yeah. just working in general now. Yeah. Because it's like anybody with the power of marketing like yeah. and the internet specifically. Yeah. You can become rich off of doing that if you really put in the work. Um, I don't recommend doing that because there's a lot of risk in doing that. Yeah. But if you're slowly building a business online, it can greatly help. Um, because another thing that you need to consider, like marketing is not all bad. Like, no, I know we, we've been talking like, oh, marketing does this, this. Blah, blah, blah. But, but no, like marketing is a great thing. Like 
it's you're a small business and yeah. you're trying to reach your customers like you're a construction yeah. business for in a small town you need to get the word out there that you know you do this so that you can make money for you and your family and so yeah. you can help the people that you're helping yeah and then also like like even though there's like that's like people that are like there's like marketing schemes that are like um horrible and awful oh, yeah. and there's this like every soda commercial every Bud Light <laughs> commercial but also there's like marketing schemes too that are like taking those like those other marketing into account to where they're trying to fix the problems that these big corporations have like control over us too mm, definitely like I, I this is kind of like veering a little bit into the more like there's great marketing out there but then there's also predatory marketing um, and there's also like pyramid scheme type of marketing jobs out there yeah. so yeah. like it was in college one summer I was looking for jobs and I was contacted by this certain knife company I don't know if you've ever experienced this company I don't want to say their name no let's keep their name out of um, it, but. but if you have been like approached to sell knives or buy knives you probably know this company they're like really nice knives but they're so expensive but the way that they go about selling it to you is that they hire you and they say okay you're going to be selling this awesome product um but the thing is you have to buy our product first and then you sell it yeah basically you become a retailer and now that you're in charge of that stuff to get rid of it yeah. well a set of knives is going to cost you a thousand dollars so you got to sell a thousand dollar set of knives at a profit if you re if you want to be making money but it's not a loss to their company because you already bought it from them. Yep. Um, there was another company I ran yeah. into like that, and they sell like energy drinks. Oh. And yeah. like stuff like that, and it, 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 it threw me for a loop. They're like, "Yeah, this is a great business opportunity and everything." Like, all right, what am I doing? You buy your stock. <laughs> <laughs> your you buy the merchandise to sell and then you sell. Yeah, uh, like like I I don't recommend at all if a job is asking you to put down money to make money. It's no longer a job. Yeah, it's a scam. It's, no, it's a scam, but it's also an investment that you're putting into. Yeah, too, because you're putting your own, and essentially you're putting your own, um, your own skin in the game. Yeah. And another thing that the, <clears throat> that these companies kind of do is that they kind of idolize certain people, like people that have actually been able to get money off of doing this. Like, say, the CEO of this company, he founded it and he made this business for all of us. And it's kind of weird because it's almost cult-like in the way that they they worship this guy. Like, oh, man, our CEO, he's so awesome. He makes so much money because he knows how to sell knives. And, like... Brandon over here, he's in our division and he sells knives like no other and he's making dough. Like yeah. it's they're marketing themselves to get you to spend money on their job. Yeah. Yeah. And they all have that person that retired at 26. Too. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, every s- single one of those type of places do. Yeah, for every person that's retired at 20, there's nine other people that have gone broke because of the same job. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of risk to do something like that. Yeah. Um, and jobs like that, a lot of times, they require you to kind of, like, sell your soul because you got to be selling to your family. you got to be selling to your friends. Like, you lose friends that way. Yeah, because, you well, you lose your family. You lose everyone around you. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to buy your knives, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you're doing this as a job, but that doesn't mean that I want to buy these knives from you. And if this is going to become between our friendship, like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> And I feel like that's like the biggest thing when it comes to marketing and business is that you cannot, there's like certain, there's a certain point where you can like ask friends for help or include your friends. But if you do that, they have to like, you can't sell them what you're trying to sell because you have to, you need to reach outside more. Like yeah. You can't just sell your friends. Like, for example, you can't sell your friends a person, <laughs> a personal fitness class if you're a personal trainer, like, mm-hmm. like. Like, like, how demeaning would that be <laughs> to be somebody? It's like, yeah, I got my personal fitness certificate. You want to be my first client? <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely also shouldn't buy stuff out of guilt. Just yeah. so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, never feel pressure or guilt or anything like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like just telling the truth would be the cleanest way to go. Oh, yeah. Everybody should just tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Over the summer last year, um, I was out in the driveway washing my car, and this guy, he came up the street, and he just was going door-to-door asking people to buy magazines from him. And the way he positioned it was that he's uh, a father, a single father. He's got two kids that he's taking care of, and it would really mean a lot for him if I bought a couple magazines as a subscription. <laughs> um, and it made me feel really guilty because I'm like, like, I know what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to get money, but he's uh, trying to appeal to the side of me. That's going to say like, Oh, I feel really bad for you. I want to buy it. That's also sucks. Yeah. And also that's like, I don't know. Whenever someone tells me a sad story like that, when they're selling something to me, it's like, no, nah. <laughs> like, like, because you don't know the person, you don't yeah. know if they're telling the truth or not. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it, like, I feel like you should never. If it's like the biggest thing I've noticed in a lot of like good businesses and recent startups and things like that, they don't appeal to any like of the emotional aspects. Mm-hmm. They just like we have this product, we have eighteen other people that have used it in trial runs and this and that, this and that, and guess what? It works. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you just are a good businessman and just be truth about what you're doing, like the magazine guy, for yeah. example, if he would if he would have been like, like you know what, just paying the bills, selling magazines. This is my job right now. This is what I'm doing. Then that might have that could have gone differently. Yeah. Instead of being like, I'm, I'm poor, bro. <laughs> I'm down on my luck. Please yeah. buy this for me. I'm trying to support my family. Yeah, it's like going to a car dealership and like, down on my luck, this car may work for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm desperate to sell this car. Just please yeah. buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Like, like you're not going to buy a car for that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of like a little marketing lesson. Um, but I actually learned this in my communications program. There's kind of three paths you can take with these kinds of messagings, like marketing messages and stuff. It's ethos, pathos, and logos. Um, and ethos is kind of like a... I might have this backward backwards with pathos, um, but ethos is kind of like doing something for the good of everything and everyone kind of like, that doesn't sound right. I'm not entirely sure, but I, okay. So I know logos that's, I always associated that with logical arguments, logical statements. So it's kind of like what you were just saying, you know, it's a great product. It's been tested, that kind of stuff. They're, telling you facts yeah they're not doing anything like that and eth- um, isn't ethos like kind of like the emotional side like try to grab like yeah like it doesn't matter what the like your product could be like something crappy yeah but it's like kind of tug it, on the emotional it, it's side. pulling on your heartstrings like the first thing that always comes to my mind is like the sarah mclaughlin <laughs> <laughs> like donate save an animal kind of save a child and in yeah and you be cool uh get the in the arms of the angel song playing in the background <laughs> and you know that your girlfriend's gonna be crying when she hears that and you know that she wants to donate a dollar a day yeah i used to turn the tv off or like the, <laughs> like like i used to have every commercial timed out in my head yeah and when they ever that plays i'm like turn off yeah turn on <laughs> turn on yeah so the old school ad block yeah for <laughs> the real. power button power button and then we got dvr yeah and then now we got hulu and we have ads again that sucks yeah that's, <laughs> that's why i have netflix yeah that's true ad free it is it is um i read something a couple days ago it was saying it was a survey or something like that and it said that if netflix implemented ads on their platform like 80% of their users would leave. Yep. Like, yeah. I would leave. Like, that's not why I, why I use Netflix. If Netflix tries to give me ads and I had to pay for that, that's what YouTube's for. Yeah. I don't pay for that and then they give, and they give me ads. So, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And then but, we're going to go back to torrenting. and. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think torrenting would be as popular as it used to be. No. It's not as easy anymore. No, I don't. I, I used to do that stuff all the time like back before college i was yeah. always torrenting stuff yeah um, it was it was but it's it's because it was harder to get to back then yeah like a lot of the shows and oh yeah well because because back then like no one really didn't care because you still had to watch the shows on air yeah and they're like and it was very un- much under the radar yeah and and now it's like What's the point? Like, you just pay $10 and... Yeah. Like, before, you didn't even have that option to, no. like, stream it online. Your option before used to be hooking up a VHS recorder yep. to your to your TV and hope you had a blank VCR or use the same VHS tape to rewind over and over yeah. until it broke. Just hope you're not using a family VHS tape. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> I feel like we got to off topic. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a tangent on electricity, uh, electronics, yeah. technology, not electricity. Well, it takes electricity to run them, but 
Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, so if uh, you have one thing to, to tell anybody, how you live your life and what's like, what are your secrets of like living like a bit kind of like a good and healthy life? What would be the one thing you would tell someone? Good and healthy life. Yeah, that, that is a tough question. Oh, it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody's asking themselves that every day. Yeah. It's like, how do they live a good and healthy life? I don't know. Doing something that you love is important. Um, I know everybody on the internet says that all the yeah. time. Like, do what you love. You know, get at it. Hustle. Like, I'm not for that kind of culture. I'm like, do what you love. But you also have to enjoy other parts of your life like okay so i i think i think i got it figured out um probably is just balance find a balance for everything um there's a time and a place for you know working your butt off getting that money and then there's a time to relax because everybody needs that kind of stuff um you know there's a time you know, to go out party with your friends and there's other times when you just you just gotta chill by yourself sometimes. Yeah. You know? Just anything in excess is gonna get you kinda it's gonna probably put you in a bad place, you know. I I'm an avid gamer. Um and I used to play video games all the time and it would like sometimes I would just you know, that's what I all I would do for a week. You know, not really talk to anybody, <laughs> just play video games and just kind of shut myself out from the world. But after that, I would feel so shitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there was no balance in my life. Because you had excess of that one thing. Exactly. And But it's also the same thing with working where you could have excess of work. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you could be working your butt off every single day. You know, you have no breaks. You go to work, you work some more, then you go straight to bed. If you do that for like a couple months, you're gonna die. Yeah, you're. Uh, you're gonna get. Well, yeah. There's there's been people in those uh, uh, gaming cafes in uh, Japan yeah. that actually had died at the desktop because they would like literally sit there and do nothing mm -hmm. every day besides go to this little place for a month. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my word of advice: is just nothing in excess. You know, like yeah. drinking. Like, it's good, you know? You get to a certain point, and you're good. But you want... But you don't do that, like, every weekend. No, you don't do that every weekend. And or you do that every night. <laughs> yeah, you do it when you're with friends. Or yeah. you do it, like, in moderation. Um, but you're not going every night, because your liver's going to fail you, and you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, you are going to die. <laughs> yeah, like, literally yeah. die. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I just think you, everybody needs to kind of slow down, enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like living the, uh, like living, uh, doing something that you love and things like that. That's, I feel like right now in America, that's something that people don't acknowledge and realize they could do and make money off of something that they love. No, yeah. And, not. and it shows you, but from the a statistical standpoint, that, 76% of Americans that work hate their job. 
Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they have a college degree. It doesn't matter if you're working at a gas station. It doesn't matter what they're doing. 76% of Americans hate what they're doing. Mm-hmm. At least only 24% of Americans loving what they do. That's such a small number in such a big country that has 50 states. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like I think people need to go out and explore and try to see what they actually like. Because a lot of the times we're not giving ourselves enough time to actually think about, like, do I enjoy this at all? Like, I have moments of doubt about, like, this whole marketing stuff myself. Because yeah. it's like, well, I'm good at it, but do I, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do have times where I'm also like, I hate this job, but there are other times where I'm like, I love this job. Um, but you just have to kind of slow it down and think about it. And I think no matter what, if you love or hate your job, you don't always have that moment of, am I really grasping this? (laughs) Am I really enjoying this still? Yeah. Like, Like, even if you're loving it, like, like, even if, like, even the top of top, like, uh, sports players even have those moments. Oh, yeah. Am I really done? Or mm-hmm. am I not really done? Best example is Brett Favre. I retired. Oh, no, I'm playing for the Minnesota Vikings now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to retire. Oh, no, I'm going to play for the New York Jets now. Okay. But, yeah, but it's... I, I think... I think just finding what you really want to do. Yep. And I know it's not easy. Um, I mean... Most people in their 30s still don't know what they want to do. Crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, I have a feeling I'm going to be there, too. Freaking Warren Buffett. Like, he didn't start making dough until he was, like, 50. (laughs) Like, 45, 50. Yeah. He was old. But even though you're 30 years old, that doesn't – don't let that stop you. So, the biggest thing that I've learned because I've been, like, researching, like, the rich people and, like, researching, like, entrepreneurial – entrepreneurships and all a bunch of that stuff is that it takes time yeah like no matter what you're no matter what age you start at it's going to take time yep and also the biggest thing is is that even if you're 30 40 50 60 you're never too old to do something that you want to do like that's the biggest thing that i'm learning right now because i used to be that stupid millennial that's like i'm getting so old (laughs) but in actuality it's like it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've got our whole lives in front of us. Yeah. It, it's just, and I know we're not that old, but, you know, for the younger folk out there, it's hard. I know it's hard to see from an older person's perspective because you think you're not going to ever feel that way. You're only going to do what you love, but you're going to fall into the day-to-day and it's going to get hard sometimes. Yeah. But you just need to, you know... Grind it out. Grind it out. And you kind of just always have to have a compass yeah. of where you want to go. Yeah. And just let your compass, you know, guide you. Any last thoughts? This is fun. All right. Yeah, Sounds this good. has been fun. Thanks for having me here. Yep. Sounds... You're welcome. <laughs> you were definitely my first guest, so... Yeah. That it worked well. Yeah. So... So uh, that's going to be a wrap here, and this has been Self-Help Shark, and in order for you to live life to your fullest potential and uh, understand what's good and bad marketing, (laughs) (laughs) 
um, just be the best version of yourself that you can be every day because if you don't, then you're cheating yourself and you're cheating everyone else around you.